The World Sleep Society celebrates World Sleep Day on Friday, March the 19th. The slogan for the 14th annual World Sleep Day is Regular Sleep, Healthy Future. World Sleep Day is a call to all sleep professionals to advocate and educate the world about the importance of sleep for achieving an optimal quality of life and improve global health. The focus on regular sleep for 2021 is based on the benefits that regular sleep offers. Studies have demonstrated that stable bedtimes and rise times are associated with better sleep quality in young, middle-aged adults and seniors. Regular sleepers have better mood, psychomotor performance and academic achievement. Society Superiors are very pleased to welcome Joni Petty. She's a professional speaker, executive coach and strategic facilitator. She's determined to build awareness in South Africa about sleep being the key to good health, mental, physical and emotional well-being. Joni walks her talk. In her fun info training way, she explains that we should be managing our precious lives like the highest grossing R-rated film. We should, in fact, all be triple R-rated to cope with these roller coaster times in life. The triple R rating that gives us our coping skills is the ability to be response-ready and resilient. Joni feels that the purpose on the planet that she lives by is to inspire actionable resilience for people who live an optimal life. Hello, Joni. Thanks so much for being with us. Absolute pleasure. This is my sweet spot, sleep. I speak about a lot of things, but sleep I love to speak about the most. I love sleep. So, you know, the fact that it's World Sleep Day, I think every day should be World Sleep Day. My children always tease me. There's an advert and the woman says, I love my bed. And I truly do. I love my bed. (laughs) But of course, you say your bed should only be for sleep, sex and reading. Exactly. So, Karen, what happens is that we work in bed, we watch Netflix in bed, we um, look at Twitter in bed, we do all sorts of things which we should not be doing in bed. Your bedroom should be a sanctuary and we should gear it for really much better sleep. Now, Joni, how did you sleep last night? Absolutely phenomenal. Fantastic. I have regular sleep, Luke, so I walk my talk. Uh, I go to sleep between 9 and 9.30 and I'm up between 4.30 and 5. And I don't need an alarm clock to wake up. So that's what I'd like to say as a first point is if you are good about focusing on sleep, you won't need an alarm clock to wake up. You know, it's it's such an important thing because, you know, growing up in a world that is hyper-competitive, very often we see a lack of sleep as some badge of honor. So you often hear people going around saying, oh, I only slept three hours last night, I got so much work, and I, was, I went to bed after midnight, and I woke up at three in the morning and worked. Clearly, that's not good for productivity. Absolutely not. It's not good for productivity in terms of your brain health. So my focus on sleep is really around what does your brain need on a daily basis. Your brain needs seven hours minimum if you're kind of our age, you know, anything actually over 25. Thanks for the 25. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know Karen's only 27. I am, um, I am. So we need to, we forget about it, you know, we forget that actually the brain is busy at night and the brain needs to flush out toxins. So wakefulness is actually toxicity. So if you're awake 16 hours of the day, the brain is breaking down ATP, it's building up all sorts of toxins, and at night it's got to flush them out. So I love to say this in a very simple way. The simple thing is you can grow 700 neurons every day if you eat well, sleep well, and move well. 
However, at during the day, you build up this toxin called beta amyloid. It's like plaque between your teeth. So we, fl- we floss our teeth to get rid of that plaque. We need that seven hours minimum to get rid, rid of the beta amyloid per night. If you do not do that, I can promise you, you will develop dementia and Alzheimer's. And Luke, you're completely correct, is that we have worn this as a badge of honor in business. Our children are on devices all night now. You know, we never grew up with devices. So we really have a worldwide problem. The stats in the States is that 44% of adults have a good night's sleep. I mean, that's chronic crazy Mm, absolutely Mm. chronic and i think you're quite right about devices the last thing we do at night is check facebook or twitter or whatever social media platforms you're on we check to see if anybody's whatsapped us and the very first thing we do in the morning is we check our phones i know Joni, you very strict and you say phones shouldn't be in the bedroom you should have um, all phones in the passage how can we be more disciplined in terms of Teaching ourselves firstly, because we can't teach our children unless we teach ourselves about devices and that that critical time before we go to sleep. What what should that look like? Okay, so I am vociferous about this, whether it's in my family or with the corporates that I deal with. You need to put your phone off on airplane mode at least 60 minutes before you go to sleep. So you need to have a bedtime routine. How does that work? Is that you you know, tinker around the house, do what you need to do. When you open your bedroom door, Karen, it's got to be that sanctuary. There's no more talk to your spouse or your significant other or your children about maintenance issues with the house, the gutters not working, children's studying issues, whatever. You, 60 minutes before you go to bed, you start to program your brain for a good night's sleep. So I switch my phone on airplane mode. I wear blue blocking uh, glasses. So I don't watch TV. I don't look at my phone. I don't look at my laptop for 60 minutes before I go to sleep. So what do I do in my bedroom? My my lights are low because you get blue light from LED lights as well. So my bedroom lights are very low. I read a novel. And then by the time I want to go to sleep, the melatonin in my brain has been produced and enough melatonin to not only get me to sleep, but to keep me asleep. So I'm looping back to what you said earlier. It's so rightly, people, the last thing they, they do is kiss their phone goodnight and kiss it good morning. Mm-hmm. First thing, first thing. But during the night, I have had some people say to me, Joni, if I get up to go to the loo, I check the emails that oh, come no. through on my phones and the WhatsApp that come through. I have actually made a a decision in my life. I do not have emails on my phone. I also don't have emails on my phone. So I ring fence my devices. But um, what I'm finding people are starting to do is really understand this blue light effect on the brain. It has a huge effect. There are four stages of sleep. So, you know, we go to sleep and many people say to me, hey, Joni, I fall asleep so jolly easily because I'm exhausted at the end of the day. But they don't stay asleep. So they wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. That's because you do not have enough melatonin in your brain to keep you asleep. Because you need at least 7 hours of consistent, regular sleep to flush out those toxins. So you need to aim to look at that hour that you mentioned in Karen before sleep, before you actually put your head on your pillow. What am I doing then? So, you know, that's one of the issues is that phone on airplane mode. 
make sure that your discussions with yourself, with your family are calm, that you get to sleep in a really calm state and that enough melatonin will keep you asleep. Mm-hmm. The big thing that we forget is that sleep is actually something that we learn. And I think that as modern humans, we've actually unlearned how to sleep. The routines are extremely poor and that sleep is part of a lifestyle that one needs to live. I mean, it includes things like eating properly, things like fitness, the ability to find purpose and recreation, and also having people that you love and good people around you. So how, how do we incorporate sleep into a lifestyle and a way we live? First of all, awareness. So this podcast is what people need to listen to. You need to be aware. And you're so right, Luke. We have designed a resilience assessment, which looks at four dimensions of resilience. Your body, your mind, your emotions, and your sense of purpose. This has been a worldwide collaboration with America, with the UK, and with Pakistan. And we've taken 25 years of emotional intelligence data to look at how do we design the questionnaire and how can people access this online in a 10-minute assessment. So why do I loop back to that? Because sleep affects your emotions, it affects how you think critically, it affects your sense of purpose, and it really affects your whole ecosystem of your body. So going back to your question is that the minute you wake up in the morning, your sleep routine needs to start. So what do you do? The minute you wake up, you should not be having tea or coffee as the first drink because your brain dehydrates overnight. So you should have something that's non-caffeinated. Then, all very well, I love coffee, but I'm very, very um, mindful of one cup of coffee, one cup of rooibos, one cup of coffee, one cup of hot water. And I stop coffee at 2 p.m., the latest And when I say I'm strict about it, I'll be out for coffee with a mate and it's five past two. I don't do it. So self-discipline. So stopping your coffee at 2 p.m. if you're going to sleep between 9 and 10 is absolutely imperative. Exercise, you mentioned, Luke, is imperative. The body wants us to move. So exercise, if you're battling to sleep, you should exercise in the morning, not in the evening, not four hours before sleep. Um, those are the two other things that I'm strict about. But from a lifestyle perspective, I just, you know, people laugh at me. But during the week and on the weekends, I'm regular, seven days a week, what time I go to sleep, what time I wake up. And my mates who might want to come for dinner during the week, I call it the five, seven, nine uh, dinner. And they go, what's that about? I say, you can arrive between five and seven. We eat at seven. And you need to be reversing out my driveway <laughs> by nine. And my husband says I'm rude. And I go to their bags and I pick them up at 10 to 9. And I say, you're a long goodbye person. Pick up your bag and get in that car. And let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And my children say the same. You're jolly rude. And we'll be at the Val Dam. And I'll be the same. I'm going to sleep. My body clock, I actually cannot stay awake beyond 9.30 anymore. My, my circadian rhythm and that's, your, that's really in terms of managing my hormones, managing my whole um, ecosystem of my body. I've got to be asleep by 9.30. I absolutely battle to stay awake after that. I think, Jonas, one thing I've always loved about you is that um, you, 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 you very much communicate um, what, what your boundaries and house rules are and and i love that because you arrive at joni's house you know exactly what's going to happen and yeah 10 to 9 then take your bag and and reverse your car and i'll chat to you tomorrow and and then i think it is about self-discipline but perhaps about also creating awareness to those around us yep 
So, I mean, when my children walk into my bedroom, when they're not children anymore, 21 and 23, but they do not see me on a device, ever, ever. They see me reading a book in bed. Um, when they were at school, I had uh, the Rear Booker Foundation make cell phone beds. They're an NGO. They bead beautifully. So they made this bed with a duvet, with a fold-over sheet, and it said, feel fab on the front. And I insisted that my school-going children put their cell phones in that mobile bed, and they put those mobile beds in the lounge. Luckily, from my bedroom, I have this beautiful you know, view of the lounge. But those cell phone beds... Are th- and their phones on the bed, went to sleep at 9.15 or 9.25, the latest. And they used to tease me and say, Mom, why 9.25? I said, because you've got to get back to Luke's point into a lifestyle habit, is that by 9.30, they all cell phones are asleep in our house. Mm. So that is what we need to do. When they went away to university, I used to program their numbers so they could phone me during the night. But uh, nobody else could phone mm, me. Mm. And, and I think that's a lot of us don't actually realize our phones have that functionality and we should use it. So program the numbers of, of people who are so important to you yep. that if they need to get hold of you, they can. But for everybody else, it can really wait until the morning. Yeah, exactly. Another tip that I do that people love, actually, is that I put my phone on airplane mode. I read for half an hour, 45 minutes. And then I use this fantastic app, and it's a free app. It's called Sleep Cycle. It's a little orange icon. And there is a paid-for version. I just use the free version. And I put that on, and my phone is next to my bed. And it's a bit like a Fitbit or whatever. And it just creates really good awareness for me in terms of what was my sleep like per night. So the accuracy may not be really good, but it's about trends, isn't it? And it's about waking up in the morning, and it is a lovely habit. I look at my Sleep Cycle app, and I see what percentage I got, and I see, oh, I had a little coughing attack at 1 a.m. or whatever, um, and then I went back to sleep. And I've noticed over time of doing this that I fall asleep into a deep stage four sleep. That's when the beta amyloid is flushed out of my brain because of my nighttime routine so i watch you know stage one two three four then you cycle up to a REM cycle when you consolidate your your uh, memories from the day you dream and then i go down one two three four and up again so i watch those sign curves and i look at it during the day and then if i've had a bad night's sleep i think okay what did i do differently yesterday that i should be mindful about because you know the world sleep society's slogan this year i love it's regular sleep It's saying, what are we doing seven days a week? You cannot catch up on sleep. So many of uh, the people that I work with say, okay, Joni, I'm working flat out during the week. I'm going to catch up this weekend. You cannot. Your brain wants that circadian rhythm. When you wake up in the morning, sunlight, cortisol, an hour before bed. You know, we used to go to sleep when we lived in the felt as the sunset, Mm. red. So, And then the melatonin gets produced. So we've really got to honor our body. We really, to your earlier point, Luke, we've actually got into bad habits. Okay, so my, my final question is, you know, myself included, because I've, I've struggled with sleep pretty much my whole life. And I think people are, you know, they have different bodies and metabolisms. And the one thing I always used to say, well, ask Professor Bentley, the kind of professor of sleep who lectured me in my MSc. I said to the, the difficulty with the sleep-wake cycle is that when you wake up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, you are not waking up to think about the fact that, you know, you had a wonderful holiday and you were chilling on the beach. It's dark. 
So when you wake up in the night, your mind starts eating you. So what kind of techniques, in conclusion, can we think about to stop the darkness that comes with being in that complete silence at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning when you are haunted by your mind? Yeah. So the cognitive behavior therapists are all in alignment on this. You wake up at 3 in the morning, you get out of your bed, you go to your lounge or wherever, you put a blanket around you, you feel comfortable, and you read your paper novel. Because it is dark. Everything is, is magnified a hundredfold at that time of the morning. When your head starts to droop a little bit and you get that nodding wildebeest effect, you go back to bed and you try again. Should you not fall asleep, you get up. So your, from a cognitive behavior therapist's perspective, is your bed is for sleep, sex, and reading. The minute you start worrying in bed or you sit up and you think, let me just quickly watch a TED talk on my phone or whatever, you start to get into this bad habit. So you've got to get out of bed and you've got to have this routine. I go to that place I'm most comfortable. I've got my novel that can distract me and take me away and you know put me into a different world, which is why reading a novel before bed it has got to happen. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Joni. So I've just got two questions in, in closing. So... The first one is more of an admission of guilt, I think. So when my children were little, very little, and they couldn't tell the time, I'd fib, especially in winter. And their bedtime, I was always very, very, very strict about bedtime. But I think it was more about my own selfish needs. And um, they would go to bed at half past seven or whatever it is. And I would tell them at, at sort of half past six, no, it was nearly bedtime. And because they couldn't tell the time. So that's an admission of guilt. In terms of afternoon naps, because nothing for me is more delicious on a weekend than having a lovely afternoon sleep. And yet from your notes, we see that it should be a power nap and only um, 20 minutes. You see, 20 minutes is not as delicious for me. So why should we not be having that long, delicious sleep, especially with all this rainy weather we've been having? Because you won't get that stage four sleep. Your body won't rest properly at night. So teach yourself to power nap. I have uh, done this probably for the last 20 years. I've taught both my children. They tell me as a resilience biohack, it is the best trick I've taught them. So you lie down. There's no science in this. You lie down, you relax, you make sure your room is dark. In fact, bedrooms should be about 16 degrees at night. We didn't say that. You put a mask on if you power nap in the afternoon. You set your mobile to go off 20 minutes later and you get up and you have a glass of water. It's as easy as that. And the more you practice, the luckier you get. So rather use that time to read and do lovely things than just waste the afternoon sleeping in this rainy weather. Okay, so I'm, I'm definitely going to try that and I'm going to follow up with you. Good. Um, as I said, the, lo the last thing was, was really around Netflix, which, which we discussed earlier. So, you know, you are on the faculty at Gibbs. And when we were studying at Gibbs, we had a classroom discussion around Netflix. And it was quite interesting in that it was said that Netflix's greatest competitor is sleep. Mm. And what Netflix are doing around that to ensure you watch more Netflix and sleep less. And I think that's something we have to be very cognizant of, is that we've got all of these external forces, if you like, taking sleep away from us. Um, so, yeah, and in closing, journey, last messages. So the last message is be careful how you talk to yourself, your inner dialogue. I need to binge on Netflix because I deserve it. I need to have that last whiskey while I do it. The brain doesn't like alcohol at night. So I'm not talking about alcohol during the day, but I'm saying that, you know. <laughs> now now that we can buy alcohol. Now that we can. So be careful of your self-talk. 
um, and uh, be careful of the habits and the routines. We are really habitual, but our bad habits can erode our health dramatically. And my very last sentence is if you want to really maintain brain health, brain fitness, well into your 60s and your 70s, your habits today inform your biology tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So sleep well today. Thank you, dearest Joni. I wish you a good night's rest and only a 20-minute power nap in the afternoons. And our next day will be International Day of Happiness with Kim Potkito on the 20th of March. And Joni, I assume happiness has something to do with good sleep. Immensely. Your emotional regulators are all driven by a good night's sleep. Fantastic. And you can find uh, Joni at uh, www.resilientpeople.co.za. Check her out and all her YouTube clips and all of her great trainings. Thank you very much and chat tomorrow.